Three Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother, Coach Tony, is here. Tony. Joe, what's going on? Everybody out there in T-Bomb land, what's going on? And Joe, here we are. It's it's crazy. This is it right here. This is the end of season three, episode 20. Um, it, I, I, it's almost like, you know, when you're younger and your parents say to you, don't, don't be in a hurry to grow up and how fast it actually goes. And when you're older, you're thinking about how fast everything goes. And it's amazing to me that after this right here, we have had 60 episodes of Two Brothers, One Mike. And we just started this thing a little over a year ago. And who knows where it's going, right? Um, we have a lot of big plans uh, coming up when it comes to this show. But it's just amazing how when you're doing something and you have a passion for it, uh, how quickly things go. So you almost have to embrace the journey and try try your best to slow it down, right? Um, but, uh, you know, life is fast. So, you know, like Ferris Bueller said, that's my 80s thing today, ladies and gentlemen. Like Ferris Bueller said, uh, well, what did he say? I can't remember the line now from that movie. Life moves fast. If you if you close your eyes, you can miss it. I can't remember. Now I'm going to have to go back and look at that and watch the movie again. Everybody but, mark this down. An 80s trivia question Tony did not know. I, he says life moves too fast if you... If you close your eyes, you can miss it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm messing that up, I think. But nonetheless, <laughs> this show is going too fast. So we're going to try and slow it down. And we have the perfect interview today, for sure, uh, with uh, somebody who's a, who's a pro when it comes to being on Two Brothers, One Mike. And so when we come back from this message from our sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go ahead and introduce her for the third time on Two Brothers, One Mike. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T-Bomb. Once again, we're talking about Kitchen Apps, but this time we're talking about their great selection of pancake mixes you can order right from their site. Now, whether you like blueberry cobbler, strawberry shortcake, they even have banana nut bread super cakes. You can rest assured Kitchen Apps has you covered. And maybe you're not a fan of all these flavors or prefer something a little more traditional Then the buttermilk flavored mix would be the perfect fit for your breakfast. The best part about all of this, these mixes are made from scratch with top of the line ingredients that are all nutritionally balanced. And with up to 36 grams of protein per serving, you just can't go wrong. Now, for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, like I said, Joe, here we are, episode 20, season three, 60 episodes in to the journey. And we did a show not that long ago in season three, where if you can remember, we talked about trustworthiness. And the show, I believe, Joe, is entitled uh, Trust. Who can you trust or who do you trust? Learn to trust. Learn, yes. learn trust. Learn trust, I believe. is learn. And so and, and we're definitely going to include that in the description of this podcast so they can listen to that show after they listen uh they can listen to that show if they listen to this one but it was you and i discussing our own you know situations in life and how we perceived it based on some things we've read um some studies we've looked at but it's always good when you're talking about a concept like this to have a professional 
on the show who can talk about it in much greater detail. And today, once again, ladies and gentlemen, you've you've listened to her talk to us before about things like uh, integral emotion and incidental emotion. And now she's going to talk about trustworthiness today. Welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike, Dr. Nicole Rentilla. How you doing, doc, uh, Dr. Rentilla? How you doing? I'm awesome. How are you guys? I'm doing good, Joe. Good. Uh, doing a lot better now that uh, I'm finally getting over the allergy thing and uh, uh, just kind of moving forward now, getting ready for the summer. Well, speaking of summer, I have I have a question for you, uh, Dr. Rentella. A couple of things I want to talk about before we actually get into trustworthiness today. Speaking of the summer, you I've seen on social media, you have been uh, quite um, the vacationer, so to speak. You've been you've been <laughs> yes. everywhere but Northeast Ohio. Uh, what's what's going? Is that all? Is that personal? Is that pleasure? Is that business? What have you been up to? Um, primarily personal. Um a little anecdote was is that I was in grad school to be a doctor till I was 27 and then I had to do fellowship and then I had to pass boards. So I felt like I just couldn't travel and do things. And all of a sudden I'm 28, 29, 30. And then I was starting my career. And then um, unfortunately I very suddenly lost my mother when I was mm-hmm. um, in 2011. And then I lost my sister after that. And honestly, part of the healing process has been that, there are no guarantees in life and, you know, live now. I mean, back to our Ferris Bueller quote, like mm-hmm. life moves pretty fast. If you don't look around once in a while, you'll miss it. Um, and my dad said to me once when I was sitting there contemplating, should I go somewhere or not? He said, Nicole, you can't take your money with you. And life is about experiences. Mm. And he's right. So ever since I lost my mom and sister, um, my love of travel is something that I have. I have an investment account. I set aside for it. I save meticulously and I go. I got you. Uh, two things here. Number one, I think it's important that people understand that when we have professionals on the show, whether they are clinical psychologists or, or uh, you know, nurse, nurse practitioners or other professional trainers, pharmacists, I think it's nice for people to see um, the uh, I dare I say the human side of them. Um, the, the, these are people too that are do. They're not. You, in other words, you're not just talking about these emotions that we talk about and trustworthiness as we're going to talk about it today. But you deal with these same things uh, when it comes to life and some of the most unfortunate moments in life that you just talked about there, um, and how you deal with that. And so it's good to see that side of you, and that's why I wanted to talk about that real quick first. Um, That's a really good point. And I do things like a lot of times I don't work. uh, I don't see clients on Fridays. Um, And I'll be honest, sometimes I feel guilty about it. Um, But I've really learned as I've gotten older and been through what I've been through that your personal life matters and we need boundaries and we need self-care. And I think that's a great lesson for everybody. I think for a long time, overworking was really valued. And I think we're starting to see a new zeitgeist about, hey, you got to take care of yourself. And sometimes to say no to somebody else is actually a yes to you. Yes. Good point. Uh, a great point, actually. Not good point. Great point. Uh, you did say something there, though, and I, I kind of want you to talk about this as well before we, we get into trustworthiness today. You talked about um, the passing of your sister. And I did not know this. And, and so I saw this where you uh, on social media were talking about the Rentella Scholarship Foundation. And basically what is called, and I hope her name is Sharla, correct? Yes. 
Yeah, and the Charlotte Rentilla Memorial Scholarship, uh, you just gave away at Girard High School, which is your alma mater. Yes. Um, and it was the first one given to a young lady who's going to be going to Kent State to study psychology. What is this foundation all about? What is this scholarship all about? This scholarship foundation is my my sublimation, which is when we take something negative and make it positive, mm-hmm. of, of going through such significant losses really back-to-back, both really unexpected. My mom died of um, surgical complications. My sister was killed in a car accident. And I spent a lot of years seeking, how do I take this energy? I can't get them birthday presents. I can't get them Christmas presents. All this love that they put out in the world um, has gone to a different place. And so I just, I was, I've been seeking and I got involved in many charities. And then um, I finally landed on something that just spoke to my heart that mm-hmm. I wanted to um, be a part of helping students um, step forward and achieving their dreams and going back out and helping the world. So we created the first scholarship. Well, first I created the Rantilla Scholarship Foundation, which is a nonprofit 501c3. Okay. And then I created it. My goal is to administer and give scholarships to various schools. So I started this year with the Charlotte Rantilla Scholarship at Girard, where we both went. And it was for a student entering into a helping profession. And um, Casey Carpenter at Girard is going to Kent to become a psychologist. Really Mm -hmm. good choice. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. the goal next year is to implement a scholarship at Sharon High School, where my mom went, um, and then move into communities um, over the years that really have a need um, for donors, for support for their graduates. So let me ask you this question because this is awesome. And let me ask you this question. Let's say that people are not from uh, the area or people that were from the area, from from Girard, from the Sharon area, Western Pennsylvania, Northeastern Ohio. Let's say they've moved out of the area now and they're listening to this show. Is there a way that they could donate to this foundation? Absolutely. So um, I set up a Venmo account and um, that's one easy, easy way to um, to donate. It's under mm-hmm. Rantilla Scholarship Foundation. The handle is at RS Foundation. R is in Rantilla, S is in Charlotte Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody can Google me or search me on my personal website at drnicolerantilla.com and email me and I can provide addresses for checks. The accounts are all held at Huntington Bank. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Is it possible... Uh, for you to send those links, uh, Dr. Rentilla, Dr. Nicole as well as the link for the foundation on how they can actually reach out to you and donate if they would like to donate to this cause, which I think is very important. And we can put those links in the description of this show on this podcast. Absolutely. I think that okay. would be great. And obviously I'd be very grateful for any support. Um, I started, like I said, with the scholarship um, in my sister's memory at our alma mater with the goal of moving into communities like Youngstown City or rural communities that may not get as much attention and focus. And my hope really much, I really hope to do this one, um, is to establish one in my father's name. My father worked at GM for 40 years. I would like to establish a scholarship for students going into trade schools or skilled trades or vocational schools. I feel like they don't get as much attention as some of the more academic scholarships. And that is the truth. And and I could tell you this, from, from what I'm watching, from where I stand, working for General Motors as we speak, uh, skilled trades is becoming 
more and more of the of the um, the pathway that so many young people are taking. Uh, whether it be carpentry, whether it be electrician, whether it be plumbing, it's becoming a very popular um, uh, uh, profession for so many kids to get into. So it's that important. Like a- we need them. We will always need skilled yes. trades forever. So yeah. I would, I, I love that that's something that people are talking about more because um, it's a good fit for so many people. It is. It is for sure. And so that being said, I really wanted to talk about those concepts today because I think that's very important. And, and so thank you so much for being so thank open you. and so transparent. Um, that was, that was absolutely, and Joe, no problem. I'm, I'm sure as far as putting the links in the description of the podcast. No, of course not. No. Um, and so that being said, um, let's talk a little bit about trustworthiness today. And in the, in the concept, now you and I got into a little bit of a conversation via email um, just in the last week or so when I invited you on to, you know, to the show and told you we had already had a show about trust, but we wanted your professional opinion on these things. And, and we talked about a few things. And um, basically, uh, we talked about you, – you said something to me in the email about um, – uh, talking about trusting those you know versus those you don't know. And you talked about uh, three concepts, trusting over time, trusting by their credentials, and trusting by association. What what basically are you talking about when you talk about those three concepts? So I – for instance, I saw two new patients today for mm-hmm. assessments, and they don't know me, but – they know that I'm a doctor, that I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. And so they're trusting me by my credentials. Okay. Right. Sometimes it's not only by my credentials, but they'll say, you know, so-and-so referred me to you because they were pleased with how you helped them. So that's a little bit of both. But overall, um, many of us, if we think about our friends, our spouses, our partners, those things happen by just building trust over time, that over time, the positives of having a relationship with you outweigh any negatives. Um, and so that's kind of by our own personal experience. Um, closely linked to that is by association. Um, even if you fix up somebody with somebody else, well, I'm giving you a shot because Joe says you're great, you know? Okay. Um, so sometimes it's, oh, if you're a good friend of Heather's, you're a good friend of mine. Um, And then, of course, by credentials that somebody is holding themselves out as a professional or expert or has experience in a certain field. Okay, okay, And and that makes sense. All right. So the so the titles of those concepts, so to speak, as far as trust by association, trust by credentials, trust over time, um, self-explanatory. But obviously you you make it so much clearer as to exactly what Mm -hmm. those are about. And I think that. In the in the show we did uh, several episodes ago, we talked about concepts like vulnerability and, and uncertainty, uh, and how those, I believe those two things can play a big role in those three concepts right there when it comes to being vulnerable and and, and trusting by credentials uh, or even uh, being uncertain in a lot of ways about what what the future holds and trusting by you know over time and things of that nature. Would you agree or would you disagree with that? No, I would totally agree. I think when we start to get into uncertainty and vulnerability, we also have to talk about 
people's life experience, people's temperament too. Some people might seem naturally more uncertain or naturally more distrustful or skeptical. Um, some people are more vulnerable. And again, there's there's two main factors that go into that. One is somebody's temperament. And there are several dimensions of temperament like mm. conscientiousness, flexibility, agreeableness, introversion, extroversion. We're born with a lot of that. Um, it's pretty hard to make an introvert and extrovert and vice versa. There's some room to move. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, there's a lot of parts of our personality that are who we are. And so that might influence how we trust and if we feel more skeptical or vulnerable. Um, and then again, of course, you get into life experience. If someone has had more stressful life events, more loss, um, any form of abuse is a common one. Um, sometimes, and that gets into a whole other area too of people who've had difficult or what we call aversive life events. Um, sometimes um, they feel like it's safer to trust fewer people. And sometimes even with trauma, red flags can be off a little bit. Um, they see a lot of red flags. And so that tends to help make them pull inward. Okay. Joe, you know what? In, in, in Well, first, I didn't interrupt you, did I, Dr. No. Rotella? No. Okay. All right. But, but Joe, you know, we talked about this, this concept in the last episode. And I remember when you were talking about this from, a, from an uncertainty standpoint. Um, and I can't remember exactly what you said, but I, I do remember it being very important when talking about uncertainty. And you, you basically were talking about, you mentioned that in, in situations which are fluid. Now, folks, for, for people who are trying to figure out what, the, what is a fluid situation, it's when there is change that you cannot control. Uh, and there's no way to control it, so you have to kind of go with the flow, so to speak, and figure it out on the go. You, you said that you know people need an exact reason to accept the situation, and, and maybe you can reiterate that point, like real quick for our listeners, what you were talking about there. Right, and so I, I'm pretty sure what, what we were talking about. Um, you had said it, it was more about in the moment change, like, you know, in the middle of a shift, some last second overtime or, okay. uh, and I had mentioned uh, an example of, of, you know, contract negotiations and uh, things not turning out the way that, that you thought they were going to or what have you. But, uh, and, and so what you find is that there's a lot of people that they, that last second change, they have to know why, like they, they can't reason, they can't wrap their head around it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they, they've got to, they've got to know they have to have that knowledge in order to actually accept what that change is. I, uh, and you know what, that's, that's going on. And, and that's the point you made. And I just wanted you to reiterate that for people who, had, who did not listen yet to, to the last show, Dr. Rattel, I can tell you when it comes to uncertainty right now, Working for General Motors, which your dad worked for for 40 years, um, uncertainty is is top dog right now uh, because of supply chain management. Um, so our plant manager really has a daunting task right now of trying to schedule overtime and then having to take it away because we're not receiving the parts necessary to build the vehicles to get out to the customer. And two of the biggest reasons being covid and um and and the Ukrainian war. For those of you who are listening to the show three years from now, I've dated the show, which we always do. But um, it, you can remember uh, the Ukrainian war because I'm hoping in three years it is completely over. I'm hoping it's over next week, to be honest with you. Um, and you can remember COVID. And and so those of you who are listening to this in real time, we are living it as we speak. And and not knowing when our supplies are coming in. 
And the constant change as far as we're working Saturday, now we're not working Saturday. Now we are, now we're not. And and it's it's frustrating for so many people. And I can tell you this, Dr. Rentella, people don't trust uh, because they don't know what to believe. And at times people will blame those in charge of our facility because they feel that they are being lied to. Uh, they don't, as Joe was saying, people need an exact reason, an exact answer, and they need to know They need to know every detail as to what is going on before they can trust yeah. the situation. Does that make sense? That makes sense because let's face it, if somebody feels like they're going, is told they're going to get overtime, that's their livelihood. That's our yeah. security. Okay. Yeah. And I never thought about it that way. Um, Well, you know, too, Tony, one other point just to drive home. If you remember the very first change that you guys had was one day you went to work and was told that your jobs were done. Yeah. You know, and so that distrust would probably (laughs) really you know, was that was a hard hit to take in the very beginning. And now it's just this constant change, constant change, you know, and, and, you know, how do you start to develop trust when it's just, nobody really knows what the left hand, the left hand never knows what the right hand is doing. Yeah. That's the, that's what we, I I see. I know what you're trying to say there. Right. Right. Well, yeah, there's, there's that as well. And so, you know, so let me, let me shift gears completely. Let me do a 180 on you, Dr. Rantilla. If, if you, if you're always right now, all we've been talking about is being able to to trust others using all these different concepts we've we've spoken about so far in this particular show and in the previous show that Joe and I did. But let me ask you a question: Do people hold themselves accountable when it comes to being trustworthy, whether it's personal lives or professional lives? Do you have clients that will come to you and they have a problem with themselves, thinking, "I feel like." I feel like I am not trustworthy to my peers, to my employees, to my employer. So my answer to that, do people hold themselves accountable? My answer to that overall is hopefully. I I really wish more people did. Um, Very, very broadly, there are two mindsets of looking at the world and one is it's internal versus external. Internal are the people who... You know, no matter what happens, they're looking at themselves and they're saying, okay, what part did I play in this? Can I be more accountable? And then you have people who broadly tend to go the other way and say, who did this to me? Who's to blame? Mm -hmm. Um, And healthy is a balance between both, to be honest, where you can look inward, but also look at external factors, because sometimes external factors are coincidence, chance, or bad luck. Um, And Again, this is, you know, I could really go off the deep end on this, but people who struggle with depression and anxiety tend to take no credit for the good and blame themselves for the bad and attribute like, oh, this good thing happened. Oh, it was just luck. And then there's other people who have interpersonal struggles who do the opposite, who blame everybody else. So again, um, broadly, there's those two kind of ways people tend to kind of go and a healthy individual is able to look inward and say, what could I do different? How could I look at this different? What actions could I take? And what are the things that were out of my control that I'll know to look out for in the future? Mm-hmm. Um, and so those things like self-assessment, self-awareness, those are characteristics of people with high emotional intelligence. So, and that's what I tend, I love to promote in my clients and Again, it's a mixed bag in terms of people who come in and, um, you know, I think anyone who comes to therapy, 
I really think has some willingness to look inward. Um, they just might feel kind of stuck in how to do that and also feeling like, but then this person did this and this person did that. And so again, we aim to kind of balance those two forces. Gotcha. Uh, I, I, and then folks and, and Joe, when we were talking in our last episode and when we talk in, in shows of this nature, this is what we always say we're looking forward to talking to whichever professional we're going to have on in a, in a future episode because of the amount of insight that they give that we, we cannot give. Uh, and, and so a lot of stuff that you just said, Dr. Rantilla, I wasn't even on my mind. I couldn't even, I, I would have never processed <laughs> that until you said it. And then it just makes so much more sense. So, so there's that. And speaking of, you know, the people that come to you, something else that we talked about in the previous show, uh, Joe and I were talking about uh, this, we, we gave an example of a pastor, but I think we can use, I think we actually did give an example for, for psychologists as well. When someone comes to you and, and spills forth what's, what's going on in their mind, in their heart, where, 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 there, where there's a roadblock, what they're trying to overcome, when is it um, – um, trying to think of how to put this. When do you have to break that trust barrier they have in you? For example, if someone goes to their pastor, to their priest – and talks to them about, you know, they're, they're confessing their sins or they're talking to them about things that they're not happy that they've done in life and that they want to change. There's a confidentiality there, right? Mm -hmm. But if they go to them and they say, I've killed four people and you're the first person I've told about it. At what point, uh, so for you, at what point do you have to break that quote unquote trust barrier where you receive information that that is impossible for you to withhold from telling other people about right. because of what you've received. Right. And so um, that comes into a huge topic that from day one in my doctoral program you're talking about and discussing as a professional. Um, those are the limits of confidentiality. So we promise our clients confidentiality with a couple key exceptions. And those are based on um, common sense ethics and some unfortunate things that have happened over the years that have kind of made things become mandates. So if a client discloses that they have, if a minor discloses any form of abuse, um, there's no limitation on it. It must be reported. Um, if anybody discloses that they have harmed, have an intent to harm their themselves, want to harm anybody else and or have done so, mm -hmm. then we have to break confidentiality. And the steps from there, it's it's varied. If it's a minor, I typically start, I, I typically start with invo involving the parents and then it could be hospitalizing someone or seeking more intensive services. The key to that, um, and if anyone's in professions like this, is thinking about it from day one. So before I ask any client anything and they reveal anything, I let them know right away what the limits to confidentiality are mm -hmm. and being absolutely upfront, honest, um, and let them know. And so they know that that's what's going to happen. And ultimately, and I've had to break trust many times. I've had to call children's services. I've had to call the police. You know, I've been at this for a while. Ultimately, you have to feel secure that you acted with integrity and in doing the most ethical thing mm -hmm. because I would rather have a client be upset with me than risk 
their life. Okay. I, I, I get that's, that's, I mean, I think that's A to Z, the best way you could have possibly answered that. I was very harsh with the example I gave. Uh, I said, I just blurted out, you know, if somebody killed four people and you, you it's so much nicer the way you put it when you talk about <laughs> harming. So, uh, also harm is a, it, I use that word because there are many people who struggle with self-injury, cutting, things like that. And so I want to put that out there right away because if I have a 12 year old telling me that they cut themselves regularly, that could be a gray area because they could be cutting and their life isn't in danger, but it's still, there are many dangers to that. If that okay. makes sense. So that's, it does. that's really, yes. so while we call it parasuicidal or self-injurious behavior that they may not die from it and their intent may not be to die yet. It's incredibly dangerous to their psyche and, and their well-being. Okay. Okay. Uh, fair enough. I mean, uh, I, and I, I guess I should have, I should have been thinking of that as well, but obviously again, why we have Dr. Nicole Rantilla on the show today, uh, uh, because we were not thinking in that manner, but that being said, let me ask you one, one more question, uh, that I think our listeners, uh, could uh, benefit from. And that's when we talk about the characteristics of a trustworthy person. If you are asking yourself, so we just talked about this. If, if as an individual, you're asking yourself, am I a trustworthy person or, or what am I looking for in a trustworthy person? What, what type of characteristics would you, uh, what I found in some of the research I looked at was does the person follow through? Or if you're even, if you're looking in the mirror, you could say, am I someone who follows through? Do I show accountability? Do I show consistency? Are there other characteristics you would add to that? Or did you just want to basically talk about those three? I mean, it's completely up to you. Well, those ones are, uh, of course, very important. I'm going to caveat what I say also with saying that I think there are some fundamental and foundational characteristics of trustworthiness that if we polled 100 people, we'd get a cluster of these similar answers. And I'm going to say at the same time, different people are going to value different things. Just like, you know, if we were all looking for a partner in life or a business mm -hmm. partner, we're going to look for certain things. And if we ranked them from one to 10, certain things will be important. So that's where that self-awareness comes into play. What do you need to trust somebody? And I think that's an important thing to explore on your own. Um, what is something that is a you know must have and what are your deal breakers when it comes to trust so let's not forget the very personal element to that um and then of course with what you said i think consistency um i think i mean many times i'll have someone come to me and they're in a relationship and they'll say well i don't trust them anymore because um the the good times and the bad times get really skewed and so if we know that even if we face some tough times with someone, that they will still consistently listen, consistently be there, mm -hmm. um, that's important. Honesty, accountability, reciprocity. I like I use that one a lot. Um, I trust you. Can you trust me when I go the extra mile for you? Are you doing it for me? Um, as well as I think we trust people who are willing to hear feedback, who are flexible and willing to learn, grow and evolve. That's an awesome point. That, that, that's an awesome point and an awesome way to end today's conversation. So can you repeat that again, the very last thing you just said? 
Yes, I think that it becomes easier to trust somebody who can hear constructive feedback, who is willing to be flexible, learn and evolve. Because how much are you going to trust someone that when you say, hey, this thing hurts my feelings, or here's something I need for support, and they just say no. Yeah. And, and, right? and, or, or, or they act like they're listening to you, but they're not listening to you at all. But then their behaviors don't back it up. Exactly. But again, that's, a, you know, Tony, that's a really good point too. Um, are actions and words matching? And that goes to yeah. consistency. Yeah. Actions speak louder than words. It's an old adage, but it's, it's very effective. Um, and, and that, that right there was one of my favorite parts of everything we talked about today, because it's very true. I, I think that that holds true. All of it uh, holds true, but that's something that I think we can all relate to, um, for sure. Uh, the way you, the way you just talked about, um, consistency and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, that being said, um, uh, I, I think we got the content. There's so much more you could talk about when it comes to trustworthiness. I'm sure you can go on and on about this and I'm yes. sure we're going to do, you know, shows in the future about it, but the next show we're, we're, we're looking at where we feel you would be fantastic in that spot is where we're going to talk about, we've already had this show where we talked about arrogance versus confidence. And we gave examples like for instance, uh, for instance, uh, I'm confident, whereas Joe is arrogant, uh, and and that was a joke, Joe. You can you can laugh, but um, only because that, I said I'm confident. So sometimes you could be overly confident, and then it spills right over in arrogance. Right. So we did we did the show, and we 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 basically talked about it from our standpoint and from some of the research we did. But would that be something that you would be looking at as as a professional where you could come on and talk about these two types of people? And is there a fine line and is there a line where both concepts uh, where, in other words, an individual could be a little bit of both? confident and arrogant. There could be. And I I find that really interesting. And I think there's a lot to talk about there because so, so often there are deficits in self-esteem and, um, you know, just self-worth that I see in depression, anxiety, and relational issues. And when I start to talk to people about how to build their self-esteem, so many times I hear, I don't want to seem arrogant. And it's not, I mean, we're talking about people who Uh barely believe in themselves and they're so afraid that they're going to tip the scales all the way to arrogant. And it's just, it's, it's not like that. Well, that's definitely, it takes takes practice. I I can attest. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me for one second. Uh, But, um, that is, so, and we don't want to go too far into that because, but I could already see that you have so much more to offer than what we did on our show that we did this this particular season, season three, on arrogance versus confidence. So we're going to hold that until yeah. season four. And I just want to say two last things. Number one, uh, as always, uh, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You bring so much more insight to these concepts that we're bringing to Two Brothers One Mike, and we definitely enjoy having you on. And uh, thank you so much for being so transparent in the beginning of the show. And we definitely will put those links up for the foundation. And ladies and gentlemen, please go to the link and and donate to such a worthy cause. Um, it's it's very obvious, Dr. Rentilla, the, the passion and the desire you have to make that foundation succeed. And uh, we, we want to help out however we can here at uh, Two Brothers, One Mike for sure. Um, well, I really appreciate the platform and I love – um, I love coming on the podcast because I think that self, again, what did I say? Self-awareness. It's so key. It's so critical. And mm-hmm. I love that these are great talking points that people want to listen to. 
Yes, they do. And, and and the great thing about podcasting is it's not a radio show where it goes away. Uh, this is a show that sits in our two brothers, one Mike uh, bank, and people can go and see every episode or listen to every episode at this point uh, in our in our short history, and and listen to it at any time, whether it's in 2022 or 2028 or 2030. So. That's what I like about podcasting the most. Um, so there was that point, and the last point I want to make that has been sitting in the back of my mind this entire show as my ADD kicks in, Dr. Rentilla outdid me in an 80s quote. Yes, you did. Because she nailed the yes, first did. line. I did, you did. I'm I, I, good now, at that kind of stuff. And Joe loves I don't know it. If I'm going to tell I don't you know right now. She's, I don't know if she's quicker to Google than me or not, but I had it sitting up and I was waiting for you to finish. Life moves pretty fast. <laughs> if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. She, so, you don't, yep. and, and Dr. Rentilla, if, if you didn't know by listening to the show, I am, <laughs> I have a problem. I am an 80s uh, nut. It, it is something that I, 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 I don't even know. I, I like, I lose words when I, I think you might want to schedule some time with the doctor. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I do. I, <laughs> I, I, I 80s, an 80s, nostalgia, <laughs> 80s nostalgia is my getaway. It's how I remove myself from real life. And I go back to the, uh, I want my MTV era and I never feel like I can be outdone. And you outdid me with the Ferris Bueller line. And this is something I'm going to well, have to get over. As- as my dear friend Sue will tell you, I am the queen of useless knowledge and trivia. <laughs> and as my other dear friend Heather will tell you, I know the lyrics to every song ever written. Oh, we're so, going to have we're going to have. So a if show you ever want to have future, a battle, I yes. <laughs> when we get video going, it's on. You do realize I was on. You do realize in Minneapolis, St. Paul, on my sister's radio show, I won. I beat both of the other DJs in a '80s music trivia competition uh so this sounds like this might it be a war it sounds like you've thrown out a gauntlet and- <laughs> he, he certainly has he certainly has all right let's save let's save it for the show we'll save that for, for season four for sure well i almost have to have a video for that one so we can see facial expressions while that's going on hey <laughs> right. you know about that next week we're going to start we're going to wrap up this season and we're going to give a quick preview in the next season so everyone make sure you join us for that usually we do a video for that right yes Uh, and some of that preview might entail some video in the near future so for sure make sure uh uh, you listen in, but Tony, you have anything else you want to say about next season? I, uh, no, I, I think it's going to be a good show next week. I think people like to see us. So when we do the video and we talk at the same time, just to give an idea of what's going on uh, next week. But uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I think uh, it's going to be a fantastic show and, and then we're going to take a couple weeks off and we're going to come back and start season four. So we're looking forward to the journey. All right. Well, until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you're on Anchor and have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony, Dr. Nicole Rentilla, and myself, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, thank you to Dr. Nicole Rentilla once again. And the gauntlet has been tossed out there. And season four, she can't wait. She said it. All right, folks, (laughs) be the best you out there. Take care.